Jeff Bezos shot himself into space today in a giant penis-shaped rocket. Unfucking believable. You saw this thing? I saw it. It's the first rocket I've ever seen that's circumcised with a fucking cockhead. <laughs> I've never seen a circumcised rocket in my life. Yeah, it's wild. Do you think that was intentional? I mean, he was probably like, for some reason, this is just the shape I like. Something about it just talks to me. And his designers were like, yes, we thought you would like that. Yeah. How much uh, How much input do you think he had on the, on the shape and the design of that rocket ship? I bet they brought him like 10 different designs and were like, which one do you prefer? And he's like, I don't know, something about this one. It's got the nice mushroom at the top. It's just very, very familiar. Is he the worst of the billionaires at this point? Like the pop culture billionaires. The ones, I mean, Donald Trump, I'm not convinced that he's actually a billionaire. He probably, he might be, but like the ones that are like definitely big, big, big time billionaires. Is he the... It's definitely between him and Elon Musk. Elon Musk at least has a sense of humor. Yeah. Well, it's funny when I saw Richard Branson shot himself into space too, and I was like, nobody even cares about that guy. Like, who cares? Richard Branson's who you call when you want a jet ski on a private island. Yeah, exactly. People get down with him like that. But at the same time, I mean, he's probably he's probably trafficking women, too. <laughs> like, no 60-year-old man should have a, a long mane of hair. Something suspicious going on there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about any of that. Elon Musk, though, has a pretty good sense of humor. Because, I mean... Yeah. Dude, he, he created a, a company for boring holes underground and just called it the Boring Company. Yeah. Made a flamethrower. He made a flamethrower. Yeah, I mean, at least he's got a sense of humor. Bezos is just a guy that... He's a total nerd. He treats his employees like shit from the top down. Like... Yep. I know some people that are... At Amazon's corporate headquarters, and they hate working for him. And it's like, you're a highly paid person, and you hate working for this fucking guy. I mean, what does that tell you? Was it Wall Street Journal and New York Times? Four years ago or so, they released a scathing expose about what it's like to work in Amazon corporate. They're saying that people were having, like, boardroom meltdowns every day. It was it was routine that people were being made to cry in meetings. Average, like, people were only working there five to six months before they just couldn't take the mental strain of it anymore. Like, they just, yeah. they you know, they got you working 80-hour work weeks. Like, they were talking about some woman went on vacation with her family to, like, Disney World and was like, oh, I'm just going to go to the Starbucks and answer emails in the morning. And then, like, by, like, four in the afternoon, the father would have to, like, drag her out of there and be like, yo, you're ruining our family. You're ruining this vacation. And it's just the culture over there, just so shitty. Yeah, my understanding is most people work there just to get it on the resume. You just go there for a few years, put it on the resume, and then use it as, like, a calling card i wonder how well the majority of the people that work there get paid because i thought amazon was always the place that was like yeah we don't do the amenities we don't do the food trucks we don't do the nap rooms we don't do the laundry on campus <laughs> you work here because it's amazon and if you look at amazon it's really the shittiest website ever they have two-day shipping that's what it is i haven't ordered from them in probably eight months now good for you what are you doing you actually just going to the store i just buy shit or if I buy it online, I'll buy it straight from the company. Yeah. I don't find that the prices for, like, authentic shit on Amazon are really much better. It's just the two-day shipping, and you know... I think their shipping blows. And in the city, their carriers are fucking the worst. They don't knock. They just throw shit on my steps. Yep. And then maybe it'll be there when I open the door or get home, and maybe it won't be, and they don't give a fuck. And their solution is, if it gets stolen, they'll just send another one. But... Everything I've read about that is when somebody steals it, they just force the company that actually sells it to send another one, and they eat it. Right. So it's like a lot of times it's these small companies trying to start a business on Amazon, and they got to pay every time something gets stolen, and their fucking delivery drivers don't give a fuck. They have a thing now where you can give Amazon a code to get into your house, and they'll walk into your house and deliver your packages. Yeah. No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> that's, dude that's insane that is insane like giving like random delivery people special delivery instructions please don't mind my naked body it's just how i lounge when packages arrive <laughs> can you imagine if you were like in your house just doing whatever and the guy just walked in i just put it with the other ones or if you weren't there and he walked in and just like like, it was like, do 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 Oh, nice watch. Won't take it. You know, like, the guy's definitely rummaging through your shit. You'd be crazy to do that shit. So Jeff Bezos flies into space today. And 
the past two weeks, everyone's been fired up about this billionaire space race thing where they're all pissed off because they're like, billionaires are trying to explore space and they're starving people on Earth. And it's like, all of these things are true. What I find interesting, though, is all I can think about whenever I see any of these articles or news clips or whatever is just the Tribe Called Quest album that came out last year or the year before. That came out uh, the week that Trump got elected. Oh, so it's 2016. The, the, yeah. the space Super program song? There's no, no space program for black people. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking about that, and, you know, there there is this assumption that, like, billionaires, if they could, they would, like, leave the Earth and, like, orbit around it or go find a new planet or some bullshit. And it's like, well, you can't really exist orbiting. Like, the space station and shit needs to constantly be resupplied. Yeah. There's all kinds of health effects living up there. It wears and tears on your body because you're, you're exposed to a lot more radiation and other shit. And then, like, the other assumption is they're going to go to some other planet and, like, terraform it. But, like, we live on a planet that's only moved in temperature by, like, two degrees. And we have forest fires and chaos across the globe. Right. And it's like, dude, if you can't adjust Earth's temperature by two degrees in the other direction, you're not going to go to Mars and make it look like Earth. That's, that shit is not going to happen. Yeah. I think that's kind of Elon Musk's plan is to is to kind of semi relocate to Mars. And how long does it take to get to Mars in your space shuttle? I'll believe somebody can like settle Mars when they fix Earth. Mars is not happening. How many hours away would it take to get to Mars? Is it like going to Portland from Boston or is it like I think it's three months. I got a long commute back to Earth. <laughs> I think I think it's a three month trip. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> Like, you don't have it good enough here. What do you need to go to space for? Just build a bigger fortress with a bigger moat if you want to get away from everybody. Everything I've read about colonizing Mars is basically, there's not a way to build a rocket big enough to get there and come back. Yeah. So if anyone's going there, they're they're staying there. See ya. Maybe they got a Whole Foods up there. You could send more supplies to them from Earth. But that's about it. Like, there's no there's no coming back. There's no terraforming it. It's like, you're just going to go there and fucking die there. Maybe you'll live out to the end of days in a little pod, but you're not fucking coming back. Yeah. Space exploration, I think, is pretty valuable because at some point, humans would want to try to colonize a different planet. But at the same time, I think we're like a thousand fucking years away from achieving any of that shit. Oh, definitely. And to be honest, I don't think humanity is going to exist a thousand years from now. So sorry, everybody. Do you think aliens exist? Uh, I think it's pretty likely that life exists somewhere. Yeah. The universe is like, it's either infinite or borderline infinite. So, I mean, it's a big fucking place. I'm not counting it out. I don't. I don't fucking care about aliens and ghosts. and We don't have any idea whatsoever what life would even look like, though. Oh, I know. That's the interesting thing. All we know is, like, chemical life with DNA. That's all we know. We, we couldn't recognize any other type of life because we've never seen it. And, hey, maybe there isn't another type, but pretty sure there would have to be. I mean, all you need for life is really something that replicates... Or maybe not even something that replicates. I mean, we define life by what we observe life to be here. True. What if we met people? It'd be funny if we went and we found out that there was life on another planet. Oh, hang on one second. Come in. Oh, thank you. Okay, but I'm recording, so I don't really need ice cream right now, but I'll take it. Okay. What? Of course he needs ice cream. Hook him up. Of course I need I think I deserve ice cream. Thank you so much for the ice cream. Would be funny if we found out that there was actually life on another planet, and then we met these people, and they looked exactly like us, and they had none of our fucking issues. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh yeah, my neighbor's from another country. What's the big fucking deal? He's <laughs> cool. I enjoy his different food. Oh, things weren't going so hot where these guys live, so they came over here. They work really hard. They're very nice people. What's the big deal? No, 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 no. We don't let a bunch of people control everything up at the top. We make sure that everyone can get a great education and a good job and, and do what they want to do and contribute to society. Imagine that. <laughs> they wouldn't want to be rude, so they wouldn't want to impose their lifestyle on us. Exactly. They'd be like, wow, you know, you humans, you really go the hard way about things, but good for you guys for trying. Yeah. <laughs> like, you going to help us? Oh, no, we'd hate to impose. They're smarter than us, better looking than us, more fit. Yeah. Completely peaceful, but also strong and confident. 
You're like, don't you ever worry that someone would come and like take your shit? And they're like, it's impossible. All of our stuff is protected. <laughs> By what? Well, you just can't take it. It's designed. It only belongs to one owner. <laughs> yeah, it's like an NFT. Yeah. They just they have it all figured out and we're fucked. <sighs> that ice cream was what I needed. There's a mini cone from Trader Joe's. I think where we're at with the space race is basically there was a time where if you wanted to be a big explorer, you could just take a ship and like head out into the ocean and hope for the best. I think that's yes. really about where we're at with uh, with space stuff. Most of the people that leave to go somewhere else are just going to die. Right. We've gotten pretty good at sending people into orbit and bringing them back, but that's about it. It would be pretty sick if this was the last we saw of Jeff Bezos. If he died in that penis rocket? It would be cool if him and Branson had to fight to the death on the moon for survival for like the last bag of fucking astronaut ice cream or whatever. You think the ejection seats in that fucking spaceship come right out of the top of the fucking thing? Like cum shots? 200%. (laughs) Do you think he realized what it looked like? How could you not realize what it looked like? Have you ever met some of these high tech people there? They don't... (laughs) Although I'm pretty sure Bezos probably, I mean, he cheated on his wife and then got with that new chick. And he's like, if you looked at him in his 20s, he was lumpy. Now he's in his like, what, late 40s, 50s. And he's like very fit. So I'm guessing he does know. I mean, it's just like, get the fuck out of here. I wonder if that was a big fuck you to Elon in a way. Like I beat you up here. (laughs) Elon will just teleport himself up there. Sure. He's something else. Is, Is he the worst one? I mean. I'm going with yes. Yeah. He can go away. Yeah. It's almost like, I mean, you want to get a little conspiracy going? It's almost yeah. like he was a distraction. Like, Trump was a distraction. Because he's like a fake billionaire. He just talks a lot of shit. And then meanwhile, this guy's like probably building lasers that are going to come back down from space to just fucking annihilate anyone who doesn't sign up for Prime. Or watch their shitty original programming. Fucking Borat movie. Guy's building a bunch of dick-shaped lasers. <laughs> it's like something out of Austin Powers. File under, literally the worst. Guy's all about dicks. I mean, dude, I don't know what Elon Musk is out there doing, but he should have at least ridiculed this guy, right? Like, they, I feel like they're not enemies, but they should be. Oh, 100% they should be enemies. That would be sick. You know what would be kind of funny, right? Because these guys are just, they get away with whatever they want to do. If they were just like, yeah, I'm creating my own co- my own country with my own army and I'm declaring war on the United States. Like, uh, Amazon's army could just fight Tesla's army. Just like, yeah, well, we don't get along. There could only be one, and we're going to fight it out. And then they make the people who work in their offices go to, like, Navy SEAL training and become elite killers. And then they have to battle it out somewhere in space or fucking the Midwest. They could fight it out in, like, North Dakota. There's plenty of space. That would be kind of (laughs) sick. What's stopping them from doing that, though? I mean, honestly, we're at the point where, like, really, what is stopping them from, like, doing something like that? Like, Elon Musk could probably invade Kuwait if he really wanted to. Just for fun. And it would be a whole new type of warfare because it would be totally decentralized. What do they want? We don't know. What's the agenda? There is no agenda. The only agenda is total chaos. Because he probably has flying Teslas. That's probably why he would be Amazon. Because all Amazon has is two-day shipping and potentially some drones. But he already has an electric car. He has a car. So there's no reason why they couldn't mod the car into a helicopter with guns. (laughs) <laughs> and make like their own version of like a Black Hawk chopper. And they could already be bombing Amazon warehouses everywhere. Whereas Tesla, you could just make these in a 3D printer if you really wanted to. So I think Tesla would probably have a slight advantage over Amazon if they battled it out. But the government already works for them. If the Middle East isn't stable enough for Elon Musk to do business, we're going to bomb the shit out of it until it is. Right, but now he's going to be the one bombing them with 3D printed bombs. Yeah, but why would he want to spend his money? That, all that shit is just wasted money. So that whole thing, <laughs> when that guy hit your car last week, he was actually a sleeper cell from Tesla that was sent to destroy your new 2020, 22 Volkswagen Taos that was not manufactured by Tesla. And he was actually a sleeper cell hitman. You think they're going to bring me back an all-electric vehicle? Yeah, well, what's going to happen is two guys in suits are going to show up, and one of them is going to hit you with a cattle prod, and then you're going to wake up in a Tesla Model 3. It's going to be red, and that's oh, what's going to happen. That's the worst one. Maybe I'll give you the X, since you're a big guy and you like a you like a crossover SUV. Dude, the, the Tesla 3 is gross looking. The, the Model X is literally the nerdiest car I've ever been in in my life, and it's also a wild piece of shit. <laughs> that thing, it's like... It doesn't have a sunroof. It just has a huge front windshield. It looks like the fucking front of a helicopter. Like, it's like a big, gross fucking bubble. 
that just extends all the way up. All the way. Like you're on some sort of amusement park ride. Oh yeah, that thing is ugly as fuck. I closed the door, it was hollow. I hit a button because there was some sort of back seat lock. I was trying to let my friend in. I hit this like metal button and it fell off. And I said, this is an $85,000 car, like base. And the button just fell off and the door's hollow. <laughs> I don't know if it had previously been in an accident, but you would think that they would have figured out a way to just 3D print a new fucking door in a button that didn't have any real use. And then I got to be honest with you too. I think Tesla cars should probably blow up more than they do because they're just like... They run on a battery that's like a fucking electric race car from when you're six years old. That's what they feel like when you're in them. I don't understand why they keep getting uglier. I don't get it. And people love that shit. I don't understand why electronic cars have to be so ugly. The first ones they put out were decent looking. And they just get uglier every year. I don't understand. It's the worst car. I don't ever want a Tesla. It's funny how that's the status symbol of tech people everywhere is having the most expensive electric car. It's like... Well, yeah, your computer runs off electricity, but why does that mean that your car has to? What What is the status? I'm, I'm so green. I'm the most conscientious. I support progressive forward thinking. But now, all these people, joke's on them, because all the people that are younger than us, that are around my friend's age in their early 20s, they all fucking hate Elon Musk. Although I'm guessing my friend has no idea who that is. But furthermore, all, whenever I have Harvard grad students in the shop, they all unanimously hate Elon Musk. They hate him. They'll never drive his cars. I think they ride around on electric scooters to begin with. I did that in D.C. It was fun. <laughs> You're part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. Those things are going to morph into a, a vehicle of the Tesla army one day. You're going to be on it. You're scooting around the Washington Museum or the mall or whatever they call it. And all of a sudden, it's going to buckle onto your feet. And your feet, you're going to have your hands on the thing. But then the hands are going to be kind of fastened to it. You can't get it off. You can't get your feet off. But then a gun pops up. And then the gun, you see in the movie Clockers, where they have the video game where the kid's riding through the projects on the bike. And he's got the gun in the oh, bag. Yeah. And then he shoots, um, he shoots Homeboy at the end. And that's going to be you. But you're going to be drafted into the Tesla army. And who will you be shooting at? Amazon delivery people. Perfect. And that's how it's going to go. You're going to be forced. It's gonna, you're going to be like a West East African child army person who was forced in. And then you'll have to eat the remains of the, the Amazon people and make necklaces out of their skulls as a part of the Tesla army. Definitely. I should probably just go to bed, huh? <laughs> Last week, my car was in the shop. It's still in the shop. Kelly had to bring her car to the to the tire place to get her brakes worked on. And uh, so we dropped her car off. We had dinner. We took an Uber back. But the next day, we had to go pick her car up. I was like, hey, let's just grab scooters and scoot her over there. It's about, about a mile. We'll just scoot our way to, to success. She found two scooters, and I was like, no, 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 no. We're riding together. <laughs> so you had one scooter. So... <laughs> I made her rent one scooter, and then we rode together, even though it, like, made her take a quiz saying one person per scooter. We doubled up on that bitch. <laughs> How many miles is that? It's like a mile. Why did you have just one scooter? Because it was funnier. Oh, yeah. These white people are crazy. <laughs> she really wanted to rent two, because... Yeah. She doesn't like being out of control, and I drive if we ride together. But the scooters are more fun when you double up on them. You look like hillbillies. Oh, not like a not like a razor scooter, like a scooter scooter, like a Vespa. No, like a lime scooter, or a spin or. How did you both fit on Uber that? scooter? I can get one foot on it, and then I gotta have the back foot over the wheel uh, cover. <laughs> Just balance. <laughs> and where did she go? It's funny because it. It barely makes it up the hill. Did she crouch down and hold on to your legs? What did no, she, she do? stands. She stands. <laughs> she stands straight up on it. I like hang off the back like a maniac. So she was in the front, and you both had your hands on the on the bars. Yeah, I can reach right past her and hold on. <laughs> that sounds highly dangerous. You're you're lucky you still have all your bones intact. You know, it'd be funny. It's just like it's like you uh you want to empathize with your car. It's like, well, my car's all fucked up. I'll get fucked up too. If you couldn't, if you called me up and said, "There's not going to be a podcast this week. I got in a horrible scooter accident." I said, well, "What happened to you?" And you said, "Well, I decided I wanted to torture my girlfriend and make her ride on the same size scooter." And for the audience, there's about a foot and a half height difference here between the two of them, and probably 150 pounds at least. Um, I could see why she would have been entitled to her own scooter, yet 
Yeah, here we are. Yeah, here we are. But luckily, you made it. I learned that trick when we were in D.C., and we could only find one scooter at a time on some, when we were down there for the weekend. The difference in D.C. was we were both drunk and stoned. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So you should have been able to make a better decision. I The only thing that makes me nervous about riding scooters through the city, through traffic, drinking, and doing drugs is... Um, the fact that I was wearing flip-flops. Man, if you fall off a scooter with flip-flops, you're definitely going to, like, lose a toenail or some shit. Here's a fundamental difference between you and me. Do you know that I don't wear flip-flops? I know. I refuse. I adapted. What if you have to fight somebody? Oh, dude, that's fine. <laughs> you're gonna, your feet are going to get all fucked up, bro. I think it'd be fun to take the flip-flop off and slap them with it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, that, then again, we're talking about if someone with tall person privilege again. So uh, you just sorry. think you're gonna, they're gonna, some dude's gonna flex on you, and you're gonna, you're gonna manage to get your your flip flop off in one svelte movement and slap them like you're setting up for a duel. Whereas yeah. somebody my height, a normal sized person, doesn't really have that luxury. I, I can't create the distance that I would need to get my flip flop off to slap my adversary. I, I just, I don't like the uh, the idea of just cutting up my feet and coming home with dirty feet. It doesn't bother you, huh? You walk around the city with flip flops. I'm a man of extreme leisure, and I... And you wear Tim's on the beach. I have very little awareness or care what people think. You live in a neighborhood where people get shot all the time. You might need to run at something. <laughs> I'm not running. Not running. Uh, when we were in Santa Barbara, we did some uh, coastal kayaking. I had flip-flops, and I had water shoes, but I chose to wear Chuck Taylors. And I was going out there, our tour guide... He's like, ah, oh, dude, I have water shoes in the truck. I'm like, I got water shoes in my bag. He's like, you're going to get your Chuck Taylors all wet. I'm like, they're canvas, dude. They'll be fine. <laughs> what if you had to swim? I did swim. I swam in You them. swam in the Chuck Taylors? Yeah. Yeah, we swam. Oh, I would have drowned. I would have drowned. <laughs> There's no way. Dude, nothing matters. Nothing matters. The world is your oyster. Yeah, it does. yeah, I think you know. I think you're right. I mean, because you know what? I'm the one that came on the show tonight in a fucking mess, and you're over here just fucking straight chilling, doing shit that I would never do, like wear flip flops around the city and, and go kayaking <laughs> and chuck tables. I think we both know I would never do that. I would probably buy a new pair of water shoes just to go kayaking. Like I'd be like, I can't go kayaking. I don't have the right footwear. To confirm some of your concern. One time I was walking with my sister and Kelly when we lived on the other side of Baltimore and I was wearing flip-flops and somehow or another there was like a broken like Snapple bottle or some shit on yep. the sidewalk. Can't do it. I didn't see it. I stepped on it. It curved like around and like embedded in the bottom of my foot on like a three or four inch gash. I had to pull it out. And uh, that was a bad flip-flop day. <laughs> I had to buy paper towels and put them under my foot and just keep pressure on it so I wouldn't bleed all over the place. Oh my! And, and then if I know you, you probably just went right back out after you were done bleeding. You didn't go home and call it a day. Uh, I think I was out for a little while before I went home to clean it up. <laughs> you didn't get a tetanus shot. There's no way. And there's no way that you have an up-to-date tetanus shot. That's impossible. Tall person privilege. You have tall person privilege. You don't care. It's crazy. You just, you don't care about things that people my height care about. <laughs> I can't do flip-flops, man. I stepped in dog shit really bad like two summers ago to the point where I was like, I was on my way to Providence to meet my sister. I got out to go to a Dunkin' Donuts and I fucking stepped in it. And I was like, oh no, I'm already going to be late. And it was so bad. There was nothing I could do. I had to go home and like clean off the shoes. And it just, it, dude, it was so... Whoever fucking left that dog shit there can burn in fucking hell. I hope they're up in space right now and their fucking spaceship fucking crashes, bro. Uh, Fuck that person. It was so bad. Can you imagine if I had flip-flops on, I would have had to cut my foot off. Man. Yo, it was so bad, it was on my right foot, too. I had to take my shoe off and drive home with my sock on. I was like, yo, I can't put this in my car. This is so bad. Surprised you didn't just throw out the shoes and buy some new ones. I, there was nowhere near a sneaker store. I would have. I yeah, imagine if, and then imagine if I walked into the store with no shoes, and they were like, hey, buddy, no shoes, no shirt, no service. And I'd be like, well, I need the shoes. They'd be like, well, you have to wear shoes to come in. They'd be like, well, my shoes are covered in dog shit, so I can't wear them. And they'd be like, well, 
You can't buy shoes. Wow. See, I, one time I remember I stepped in dog shit when I was with my family in Plymouth. I was in like seventh grade <laughs> and we were going to a Chinese restaurant. And I, I got it bad and I was like, yo, are you fucking kidding? Like, who just doesn't clean up after their fucking dog? And I stepped in it and then I had to like suffer the rest of the day with the dog shit on my foot. And you're like going into like a public bathroom by the beach trying to clean it off and it just doesn't fucking work. It, that's your day. Your day is over. You ever slip in dog shit when you were a kid? No, have, have you? you fall? Yeah. Yeah. This is the podcast that I, I think I needed. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I was I was running one time, and there was like, you know that really wet dog shit that's just disgusting? Yes. I think somebody had already stepped in it, so it basically just made the grass wet around it. But I was running through a field, and I fucking slipped on it and landed on it. Oh. And that was like, that was the kind of thing like, you go to the neighbor's house and start using their hose without any <laughs> anyone saying yeah. it's all right. And you're like, I got, I'm covered in dog shit. <laughs> you ever get sprayed by a skunk? No, no. No, I, I never have either, but there used to be one around my old building. And then where we moved, you know, and, I, and since I lived in downtown in the city, I hadn't seen a skunk in a while. I actually hadn't seen any raccoons around there either, but I, I'm not usually out that late at night. That Raccoons are like some 2 a.m. shit. But I see raccoons and skunks and stuff around my old building. And I was coming home to my new building the other night and I could smell a skunk. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to get <laughs> gassed out here one of these nights. Because I'm right behind, like, the highway. So there's, like, coyotes and shit that are, like... They usually just go away. I mean, I've seen skunks a lot. And I've never seen a skunk spray anyone. I've heard of them spraying dogs because dogs run up on them. I think it costs a lot for a skunk. I think skunk spray is expensive or something. They don't want to use it unless you're, like, actually going to touch them. It's like, you know the girls with the mace on the keychain? They're not squirting yes. every guy they see with that shit because then they won't have any and you got to buy another one. So you save it for when the guy's really coming at you. <laughs> it shit's expensive. What if you were just, like, the type of chick, you go out to a bar, you get hit on, you spray the guy, right? And then you find out the one night some guy is actually trying to attack you. You go to spray him and you're all out. Joke's on you. Yeah. That's an insensitive joke. Yeah. Real, real cute. Uh, I was at a party one time where Kelly wanted to show somebody the stuff. And I think it was her. It may have been somebody else. But somebody somebody shot off her pepper spray in a small room. And it cleared the entire party out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Like, everybody's eyes were stinging. I, you go to the police academy and they tase you now. Yeah, that's not... You don't have to do that. that well, that's just because they're fucking bro dudes. <laughs> they just think it's funny. Like, tase the new guy. The, I knew one person that was uh, becoming a cop in one of the towns around Boston. He was like, yo, I had to get pepper sprayed today. Yeah, because it's choice. funny to the leadership. <laughs> <laughs> Every new person needs to get tased and maced and spit upon. Also, you got to eat the cracker at the end of the circle jerk. and uh, <laughs> You got to go streaking. You got to walk through Baltimore in flip-flops. You got to drink 10 gallons of water and then 5 gallons of beer. It's all fucking the same. You have to do Edward 40 hands. <laughs> the funny thing about, it's like, oh, the guy, the guy I was fighting got my pepper spray and pepper sprayed me. What difference is you getting pepper sprayed once in the academy going to make when five years later on somebody does it to you? It's like, oh, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah, this sucks. Like, what are you supposed to do? You're going to get your gun and you can't see. This is where my eyes burn and I throw up. I remember now. <laughs> yeah, and I just let the guy go because I'm incapacitated. In reality, they're just going to shoot the guy. So. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You go for the pepper spray, you're going to catch one. That's a fact. A fact, Jack. So on the topic of a billionaire fantasy to escape society and go live on another planet or in space, mm -hmm. I think a poor person's parallel to that is these people that share these fucking I'm going to go live in a cabin memes. Mm, yes. A picture of a cabin or a tent or a little house and it says I'd rather be here than here and it shows like Manhattan. <laughs> I'd rather be in Manhattan. I mean, you know these memes, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. They're almost exclusively shared by people that live in urban sprawl. They don't live yes. in the city. They don't live in the country. No. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they'd be miserable in a cabin. They'd be miserable in a tiny home. They'd be miserable in a tent. Um, I think the city's actually the only place they'd actually feel comfortable if you gave them a day or two. Oh, 100%. 
hundred percent. You're like, oh, you know, you don't have to drive to Walmart to buy a coffee. You can actually just cross the street. There's a little cafe right there. Right. <laughs> but I want to know, like, what is driving these memes? Because these people, I know none of them live in a cabin because they're posting on Facebook. Sure. And I also know none of them live in a city because they're posting on Facebook. <laughs> well, I think we have a, you know, there is a, for lack of a better word, there's a problem in society of people really trying to portray an online image. You feel like you have to be a content creator. You have to do something interesting. And it's like, I'm going to be the outdoorsy guy. I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to be that guy. What is this weird thing, though, about living off the grid in the woods? Like, do people actually think that's going to be pleasurable? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I, I don't think they're really thinking it through. But I think the the ironic thing about it is it's like, so why don't you get off your fucking phone off the internet and just go be off the grid? No one's making you post on social media. The cabin in the woods, the tent, the tiny home are all cheaper than what you're doing today. They're all affordable options. Yeah, probably. You may have to shit in a hole. You may not have running water. <laughs> Or heat. It's worth it, though. Or air conditioning. You might wake up and your tent's flooded. Uh, you're not going to have space for any of your shit. You're not going to be able to play Xbox. You're not going to be able to go on the internet. I don't understand it, but these are like the most common memes I see. It's like, mm. you know that, you know that, like, what was that Walden's Pond book? I don't know. Do you remember Walden's it? Pond book? Uh, no, Charlotte's Web. No, what was that fucking book? Is it Walden Pond? By Henry David Thoreau. I mean, Walden Pond is up here in Massachusetts. Yeah. It's called Walden or Life in the Woods by Henry David Thoreau. That was a okay. book where the guy went out into the woods and he built himself a cabin. He he wrote about what a great life it was, not being sustained by the city, but just doing everything for himself. But from what I understand, the woods he was like living in were like walking distance from his parents' house. <laughs> I mean, it's basically glamping at that point. I mean, if you think about really, if you really got off the grid, your whole day would revolve around figuring out what and how you're going to eat, figuring out how to stay warm, figuring out how to keep bugs out. You know, it's, it's <laughs> I'd rather just stay at some dude's Airbnb in Vermont for three days. That's what <laughs> I mean. Good. Like, I'm good. I don't understand this fantasy about it. Is it really that people just don't think about anything past like the superficial level? Oh yeah, look at that. That's scenic. I want to live there. I want to fucking go well, live in yeah. the scenic place. Yeah, I mean, I think a reoccurring theme of this show is that critical thinking is a dead art in this country. <laughs> in this country, I mean, R.I.P. It's just like, oh well, my problems will be everything will be gone when my student loans will be will be completely erased when I live in rural Vermont and or Western Massachusetts. It's like, no, dude, like. Yo, you're still going to have to figure out electricity. It's like, I mean, those. It, it, just like I was saying, though, with those memes, it's like, well, if, you, if you're yearning for a simpler life, which is what you're probably really yearning for, if it's even, you know, if it, if it is an even authentic meme, like, sometimes people are just sharing content. Right. They, well, you look at my Instagram story, and I keep it rolling, because it's like, we have the podcast, I, I have my barber career, and I try to keep my Instagram story rolling, and I just kind of try to post funny shit. Sometimes I post stupid shit on there. And I'll be like, I didn't really like that one, and I delete it. You right. know what I'm saying? And it's it's just like, but I'm not trying to portray myself in like a different type of way. Like I'm not posting fucking. Oh, I'm just gonna go move to the Smoky Mountains, and then everything's gonna fall into place. It's like, yo, like you can't stop posting online, and you think you're gonna cut off communication from the rest of the world and be any happier <laughs> than you are now. Like, yo, you very much need to be connected. The other thing is, why are they shitting on the city? Because they don't live in the city either. I'd rather be here than here. It's like. What's wrong with the fucking city? Like, I get that you don't live there. I know. I think there's a whole thing where it's like in to be like, I'm a I'm a higher quality person. I'm a I'm a real person. I don't need the superficiality of the city. I I don't care about going to bars and clubs. Yo, just because you live in the city doesn't mean you have to go to fucking clubs. You know, like it doesn't you know, you can make your coffee at home. You don't have to go to Starbucks or Blue Bottle every day and buy a six dollar cold brew. You can make it at home like. So get the fuck off your high horse. I'll tell you, you what. You know, like... I bet living in the city is better for the environment than, say, living in urban sprawl or having your own cabin in the woods where you, like, clear an acre. Sure. <laughs> like, Fair. There's eight billion people. You better fucking start stacking vertically. 
Yeah, I mean, you move into Brooklyn, the apartments are already there. But also, like, dude, the city's got amenities, nice people, friendly times. Very like, nice you people. You can actually talk to your neighbors. Yeah, um, especially, when, especially when they crash their car into your car. And then you talk to them about it. And then they say, oh, my Uber's here, toodaloo. <laughs> toodaloo yeah, it's very nice in the city. I just stepped in a broken Snapple bottle. Uh. Surf's up. Yeah, the city's great. No, I love the city. I love the uh, chaos. I love the chaos. I love the I love the madness. What hey, I don't like you, is when you don't get When these people live in their little cabin in the woods and a bear drags them out of it and fucking eats them. I'll have my just desserts. Simpler life. And so will the bear. That is, yeah. Just desserts would be the, uh, you know what? You know what these people are trying to do, Ed? They're trying to have their cake and eat it too. It uh, doesn't work. Forget about it. Instead of that, they're getting their just desserts. I just think those fantasies are about as good as the the fantasies billionaires have that they're going to go colonize space. Yeah, I mean, I think the difference is the billionaires can actually do it. No, they can't. There's nothing in space for them except a lack of oxygen. <laughs> you fucking die up there. I'm not even sure that Jeff Bezos breathes our air. <laughs> he might have, like, replacement metal lungs and his heart is fucking... He might not have real human organs at this point. He might actually be, like, cyborg. You think that, but then they die. <laughs> Hopefully, Richard Branson gets up in space, does his fourth line of coke, his fucking heart explodes. I don't care about any of these people. They can all go fuck themselves. Actually, though, I'll take that back. If any of them wanted to cut me a big check or sponsor the podcast, I'd sing a different story. But um, otherwise, fuck all these people. And I know they're kind of disconnected on, like, the finances and stuff because, you know, money has no actual value to them anymore. So I'll just say, when Steve says sponsor the podcast, he's not talking about a lot of money. He's just talking about $100 million. So Yeah, just $100 million. It's not a, a single payment. This is not recurring. I'm not greedy. This is not We're recurring. Not you can just cut the check for $100 million. You'll be our sponsor. Yeah, well, we've already sponsored Amazon indirectly on this one. Yeah, yeah, but I'll actually start lying and saying that I do order from Amazon. I think if they with the, the mean thing, the meme thing, it's a grass is always greener. No one's ever content. No one's ever satisfied. We live in just such an instant culture now. I don't know if it's because I go camping, but all I think about when I see a cabin in the wood is fucking mosquito bites and shit. Yeah, I mean, you just got chewed up out there for a couple yeah, of days man. when you were out there. I mean... I like to go for a hike. I like to go to Maine. Dude, the the wilderness will will eat your ass. The up. same dude that's posting. It's like, yo, maybe instead of posting, you should learn how to fucking set a wound or dress a wound or and light a fire out of wood because you're gonna need to know how to do that when you get out there. You're not. What you're not gonna need to know how to do is meme. But what you are gonna need to do is set off a fucking flare so that the uh, the coast guard or whoever the fuck rangers can come find you before you go out off the grid and try to rough it and do it yourself maybe like a weekend at jellystone <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking yogi bear camping i think you're right though it is it's why can't you enjoy both i mean i think you and i you you had the the concept the other day you were not the other day a long time ago where you, and it made a lot of sense to me you said listen i want to be in the city or i want to be in the woods what i don't want to be in a sprawl oh it's the fucking worst it's weird when I talk to people and they're like, I hate New York. It's too many people. It was, da, 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 da. It's like, are you kidding me? It's the greatest city in the world. <laughs> New York, New York, the city of dreams. It's the greatest city on earth and it has been forever and it always will be the greatest city. I find when I talk to those people, none of them have actually spent any time there. They've driven past it. You know what I mean? Or they went to like Times Square. Or they stopped at a rest stop. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> no fucking... They haven't actually... Or they, like, went and visited their cousin, like, way out in Queens, and it's like, yo, <laughs> I have cousins on Staten Island. Like, yeah, why did you... You could have just done that here. You could go visit your cousins in Haverhill. Where they live right now, right, all these people, where they live, it's... I want as many people as in the city, but spread out so much that when I wake up and I want to meet my friends for brunch, I want to make sure that I have to drive 40 minutes away. Yes. And I don't Ooh. want any, I don't want any good brunch options. I want it. I want the food to all taste like it's made out of boiled plastic. I want just the one brunch option that we're thankful we have. And then I want the traffic to be under 30 minutes. If I'm ever off during the work week for some reason, and I have to drive somewhere I, and I have to drive through a town, I want the, the traffic, the other people driving to not pay attention and also drive 10 miles an hour under the speed limit. But then I want the truck 
behind me to ride my bumper the whole way and honk, <laughs> even though the reason I'm driving the way I'm driving is because of the person who has nowhere to go in front of me who doesn't care and is signaling left and turning right, maybe going to take a left turn, doesn't, stops, keeps going. That's what I like. I hate New York. It sucks. The people are... It's just crazy. It's such a crazy place. <laughs> I want to live in Saugus. It's crazy because, you know, we, we always talk about how, like, or we've brought up a few times how most people live in cities and most people live along the coast. But really, most people live in that sprawling bullshit. It's where most people live. You know, e- even when you get kind of to the outer boroughs of New York, it is a little sprawly. Like, have you ever been to, the, like, the outside of Queens or the Bronx? It's like, oh, yeah. eh, eh, yeah. eh. Even like you're in like northern Manhattan and you're like, what's the big fucking deal up here? Over by Dickman Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bezos Street. It's funny because you're in the city, you're in Manhattan, but it almost feels like kind of... I want to live in the part of New York where I have to own a car. <laughs> yeah, Sheepside Bay, Brooklyn. Here we come. Uh... Takes an hour just to get from one end of Brooklyn to the other on the train. Then you got to go another 30 minutes into Manhattan to your job. That's fun. <laughs> To me, it's like, dude, the sprawl areas, you still deal with your neighbors, you're in traffic yep. more, you spend more yep. time in your car being frustrated than anything else. Anything else. Just to, for clarity, like, in the city, I don't, I haven't had my car in a week and it's impacted me nil. Nil. Nothing. Nothing. I've done everything I normally do, just no different. Everything. So, yeah, the the sprawl, though, like, dude, you, you have a yard. But your yard's just big enough for you to bother your neighbor when you're, like, listening to music or mowing your lawn. Fuck off. (laughs) So, yeah, I'd rather be, like, on 100 acres or in a fucking row home. I don't fucking care. High rise. Not one of those Miami high rises, though. Those collapse. Yeah. 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 The problem with the high rise, though, or any building over, like, three floors is you're constantly waiting for an elevator. You're tired after work. And then you're getting stuck in the elevator and it stops. People get on and it stops and it's annoying. And then you got too many neighbors. So I suggest trying to find a place with a, a walk-up type of vibe as much as possible. I'm not. I don't think I'm a, I don't think I'm a big building guy anymore. That's because you've been doing it for a while. Are you in a big building now or you have uh, direct access? It is. It's similar to my place on Dever Street. But it, um, I have a side entrance that's like right off of my, uh, like I'm the second unit in. So I never go in through the front. Nice. Unless I go check the mail. And it's it's super quiet, so it, it's fine. I'm probably like the loud guy around here now, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> so, kind of funny. My kid has been staying home one or two days a week while we work. And she's been spending a lot of time watching Hell's Kitchen with Gordon Ramsay. And today at lunch, she launched into a expletive-laden, <laughs> pinpoint-accurate impression of Gordon Ramsay. In the middle of the restaurant when she started calling people fucking donkeys. (laughs) Does he swear on that show? Oh, he's awful. There was a a fruit fly got near my glass and she started swatting at and going, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. In the middle of a restaurant. You're going, this is the worst fucking food. You call this fucking food? It's hard to discipline when you're a kid when you can't stop laughing. I don't even care. I was so much worse at 11 than she is. Like, it's not even, it's not even comparable. So, I was swearing. I was swearing all the time. I just wasn't swearing in front of my parents. You were swearing all the time when you were 11. Yeah, I mean, that's what kids do. You were at the bus stop and you were swearing with with your friends. Having a good swear off. Yep. So, um... I don't know. My style of parenting, I'm I'm just not sweating the small stuff. I There's something that is weird to me about parents of our generation. They're so strict and they're so scared and they're just like not letting their kids grow up at all. And it's like, your kid's going to be fucked in high school if you don't let them kind of start making some mistakes. When your kid is our age, the sea levels will be like three feet higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who cares? The population is going to be 20 billion people. Yeah. I mean, you might as well let them swear because this is, they're always going to look back as these are, these were the golden ages. <laughs> At least she can be like, when she's older, she can be like, my parents let me watch Ted when I was 11 and my dad let me swear when I did a Gordon Ramsay impression. And then she can be like, hey, you know what? It wasn't, wasn't that bad. Before Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk finished the completion of the prison planet and put us all in prison. 
for our own good. Yeah. Uh, before they achieved that, I used to just hang out with my parents and tell swears. Right. And people would be like, no way, Grandma. What was it like outside? <laughs> oh, you mean before the radiation wars contaminated the planet? Oh, it was nice. The sky was blue. There were animals. Sorry, I have a bleak outlook on the future. Yeah, you really do. Well, you're, you're funny because I don't think I have as bleak of an outlook on the future. I'm probably more stressed out today than you are, but you seem more stressed out about the future. I'm just wondering how long I'm going to last at the rate that I'm going. <laughs> at the rate that I'm going. <laughs> I just assume all dystopian <laughs> fiction is just a matter of time. <laughs> That's like, just, I don't trust humans, man. Yeah. The same people that think they're going to go colonize space or live in a tiny home... Those are the people that are going to run this place, dude, because they outnumber the rest of us. The people that are like, well, maybe, maybe I don't not, like cities and I'm scared of the forest. So we're just going to keep doing urban sprawl until there's literally no land to put crops on. Those people are going to drive humans into extinction because they don't fucking think anything through. Yeah. But there's a the majority of the population. So you just got to let them have it. <laughs> I don't think so, though, because no matter what, I, I feel like society's always been controlled by a minority of people. So at the end of the day, like your, your lob cabin memesman, he's got no real power. He can't. He's too busy memeing to actually really make anything really change. You know what I mean? It's like all your Trump memes, all your fucking cabin memes or your fucking Bernie memes or whatever the fuck meme you think you want to do. What you should actually be doing is is putting into effect the changes that you want to see happen, but you're, you're just sitting at home going, pat on the back, I posted another meme. And, you know, I, th I think that's fine. I, I think a lot of the times, too, it's people are just posting memes and they're like, wow, I'm stressed out, I hate work, I would really love to be in a log cabin away from everybody. I get it. I feel like that sometimes, too. There's been times where I was like, man, fuck all this shit. I'm just going to go live in the woods. Yeah. Realistically, I think I know that I'm not really built for that at this point. Uh, I need cold brew three times a day. And um, I can't go to a gym that's less than 200 a month. So <laughs> that's not going to fucking work for me. My prediction for humanity is they're going to breed themselves to a point where there's not enough food. Mm. And they're going to eat literally everything. And then there's going to be a couple decades where you have 20 billion people on the planet hunting each other. Because it's the only food source left. And I don't know how you recover from that. <laughs> like... There's a new crisis every week that everybody rallies behind online. I haven't seen as much about Cuba this week, but last week it was all about Cuba. But everybody shared their posts, and now it's like, oh, cool. Well, I've contributed to raising awareness about this thing to the other 200 people that follow me that all feel the same way that I fucking do. And now that's out of the news, and it's back to COVID again. Now COVID's back on an uptick. So it's like the news cycle and the attention spans are so fucking small. Meanwhile, these millionaire dudes... And the government are doing all types of sneaky shit. And we're just giving them all the control. We're like, yeah, go ahead. All this shit is a distraction. We'd be better off without... I don't think what they're doing is any better, though. Who? The billionaires. I don't billionaires? Think I don't think they're positioning... No! I, but I think what we do is we distract ourselves with these stupid fucking memes and, and stupid... Yeah, but I don't think they're positioning think themselves for a solid future. I mean... No, but they have all the money, though, so... Yeah, but if society collapses, money doesn't mean anything. And then you just have, like... You spend your wealth on a spaceship. So look at look at Caracas, Venezuela. You can't go there. It's it's a very dangerous place. You know, and it has been for years now. And it, and it used to be, you know, a, a pretty nice city, right? After a while, it's going to get to the point where somebody like Jeff Bezos is going to be spending more on security than, like, anything else. Because it's going to be like, yo, we're going to kill that rich guy. You know, rich right. people in places like Brazil travel around in armored cars. But they don't necessarily have to do that here. You know, and it's like, what would it really take if society collapsed for somebody to be like, yeah, we're going to start robbing houses. People's houses were getting broken into more so out here last year during the pandemic. In Belmont, they had a rash of um, home breaking. It was pretty bad. They had like... Were the families actually in their houses when they were broken into? Uh, yeah, some of them were actually there when the people were breaking in because they were breaking in at like five in the afternoon. And, and they never actually, I don't think that, I don't think they actually caught the people. And it was one concentrated area of Belmont. They had like five break-ins and uh, people were really on edge about it. And I mean, kind of, I, I understand why, because it's like, well, I moved out here to not deal with people breaking into my house. It happens anywhere. But I mean, if, if society really collapsed, we, it, uh, uh, places like this, we live so close to Chestnut Hill, so close to Winchester and Wellesley and Weston. And, uh, and, and a lot of these guys are not built for any type of confrontation. They've built little fortresses. You can just break in their house and take all their shit. 
Right. And what are they going to do to stop you? The police are no longer going to exist because they're going to all have to be laid off because there won't be any money. We'll have raided the police stations and taken all of their stuff. The police aren't just going to walk away, though. I mean, when society collapses... They're going to have to. And you have these highly trained, highly armed people. Thin blue line is going to protect us. They're going to be the ones stealing your shit. They're going to be like, I have to feed my family. I have three wives and 30 kids. Because they have more guns. They have more family. The difference will be if Elon Musk tries to induct the police force into the Tesla army. Because if that happens, then we're fucked. And we'll all be forced to join Amazon. I do have one other thought that I was thinking about this week. And I didn't, sure. I didn't flesh it out because I wanted to, wanted to bounce it off you and, and see what you thought. Bounce it off me. So I was thinking about guys like Ben Shapiro, right? Mm-hmm. Like these guys that they're not really political commentators. They're just kind of like outrage machine. Tommy Lauren. Yeah, they they spend a lot of time going, what can make as many people as possible on edge and outraged. As possible, so that they tune in tomorrow and I can do it again. So right. they're not proposing solutions for the future or anything. They're just, they pick some little thing and then they try to get their audience as pissed off as possible for for whatever reason, so they'll dial in the next day. Now, mm-hmm. you got this thing, I've heard it referred to plenty of times as an outrage machine. It's what a lot of cable news is, is based on. It's fear and outrage. Sure. I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, this business model is literally just the fans of these shows. The product that these people create is making those people angry. Mm -hmm. You're a big fan of, like, Ben Shapiro, and you want to tune in so that you can end your night just fucking more pissed off than when you started it. What is that? Like, who are these people that are like, Mm. oh, man, I woke up this morning... I was in a pretty good mood. I want to be in a worse mood. What can I put on to piss me off? What can I do to get my stress levels up? Like, I feel like this is the opposite of what you or I are trying to do. Like, we're trying to reduce stress and reduce our... Yeah, I'm trying... Well, apparently I'm trying to stress myself out in other more indirect ways that could be potentially way more hazardous than... You're you're trying to stress yourself out in a sporting sense. You're not trying to... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're not trying to stress yourself out in like, let me just have some guy tell me what I should be upset about until I'm actually upset. And then I'll carry that weight into tomorrow and do it again. Like this whole like, you know how like old people become crabby and shitty? Oh, yeah. 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 And do you think it's because they all get wrapped up in these outrage machines? Like this is what gets them off? Yeah. I wonder if, you know, you get older. You know, if you're talking about older folks, you get older, life slows down, you don't have as much purpose, you're starting to, maybe maybe you didn't get as much done, you know, in your life, or you're unfulfilled in some way, and then you, you find this thing and it resonates with you. You know, it's it's kind of funny, because I would say, between this, or somebody joining a street gang, or a, a white power gang, or a biker gang, or a chess, you know, whatever, whatever it is, a karate club. You're, you're fulfilling something in your life that's probably not being met somewhere else. And there's something about that that draws you to it. And you feel like it's rationalizing some of some of your beliefs that you might have already had. Or something like that. Or it's, you know, it's giving you something that you need. Instead of being the guy who goes out and joins an extremist organization, you're just constantly watching Ben Shapiro and driving yourself fucking nuts. Is it any different than scrolling Instagram for hours at a time? Looking at people who are better looking and more successful. I don't know. Do your do your Instagram followers make you angry? I think a lot of people, not necessarily angry, but what they do is they go online and something like Instagram or TikTok is, is just a highlight reel. It's all photos. You're, you're taking the best photo of yourself and you're trying to make yourself look like you're having. So what you're doing is now you're, whereas these guys that are watching Ben Shapiro are getting mad. The other, the person who's sucked in on Instagram is sitting there and making themselves upset because they're constantly comparing themselves and to other and people jealous and who yeah and, and really what they're doing is it could be a bunch of bullshit you know that's the envy machine that's a different machine but it's kind of the same machine though because you're gonna in, feel in like sense. shit at the end at the end i mean i've seen people that are so wrapped up in like breitbart and you know, fox news and those are all outrage machines facebook is now an outrage machine like they absolutely Absolutely. They used to try to get you on there with, like, meme shit. Like, you know, cats playing with string or whatever. 
But nowadays, yeah. I mean, their algorithms are designed to go, hey, you know what? Here's something that'll piss Steve off today. Let's share this story right. with Steve about how barbers are being persecuted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, they go after the shit so that you'll click on it and you'll be engaged and they don't care if it's outrage or anything else. But what I'm right. wondering is like, if you sat someone down and said, you know, the things you're consuming, it's an illusion that they're as bad as they are. They're actually selling you the idea that they're as bad as they are. And the end result of this product is you are just angry. And right. they don't care what you're angry about. They just want you to be angry so you tune in tomorrow. So they're going to go look for some other shit that might make you angry. Because what I always find interesting is like Fox News and shit, like and MSNBC and all those, they play with things that make people angry that are like commonly known. Oh, yeah. yeah commonly yeah. known elements. But when you get into like Ben Shapiro or like Tommy Loren or like these other like internet outrage people... They they want to bring you in on some friendship that when people bring up stuff that they see on that to me, I have no idea what they're even talking about. They're like, oh, do, do you know that they put this chemical in broccoli and that chemical will, will, will turn your testicles inside out? It'll invert your testicles? And it's like, dude, what are you even talking about? Did somebody about? actually say that or did you just... No, just that just that sounds like something they would say. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> whatever it is, is always something I've literally never heard of. And I'm like, where did you hear that? Or like, how do you even... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, these people, these people dig for shit that, like, you know, they're building, they're building an internment camp for conservatives in Venezuela. Like, some shit. And it's like, what are you talking about? Where did you hear this? But they're yeah. terrified and they're outraged. And I'm like... I can't imagine dialing into the same program every night going, No. I know I'm in a good mood now, but give me give me the hour and then I'll be pissed off. Are we are we just are we as Americans just addicted to problems? Or are we just incapable of enjoying ourselves and enjoying the ride? We have to always figure out a way to complicate it, and make ourselves more stressed out and less happy. I mean, is that really kind of what it is? Like we just we just thrive like it's the shittiest, lowest common denominator, and so many people are into it, you know? And I mean, we're definitely a culture that always has an enemy, right? The government used to just tell you who the enemy was, and you'd be like, all right, I'm right. on board with that. But nowadays, it's like, the enemy is most of the countries out there, because Americans don't trust any non-Americans. Like, could right. be Mexico, could be Canada, could be Greenland. They're not going to trust anyone. Oh, they, they don't like us because we're because of our freedoms or whatever. Like, there's all this paranoia, but I feel like all the outrage is no longer focused. It's just displaced in all directions. Everybody that has a platform is like, I'll just say something that they should be outraged about that no one's even thought about yet. I think you almost have to make it scattered in order to keep people engaged. It's like just scattered. It's so fragmented. And nothing is really fully thought out. I mean, it's fully thought out on there, but the way they present it is so fragmented. People will be like, I, yeah, like the broccoli thing. But then whenever you're trying to talk to that person about the broccoli thing, they can never really articulate what they really saw. They don't know. I know. You know, it, it's, it's just weird. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but boy, was I pissed off about it. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't even know where the line is, right? So sometimes I see outrage over a product, and then I immediately think, is this something that people are actually like bothered by or did this company hire a PR firm to have this bullshit outrage at their product to get the press? Yeah, I they could. Like the Starbucks coffee cup scandal every Christmas. Is that real? Oh yeah. Or does Starbucks change the color of their cup and then hire a PR firm to write bad press about it? Yeah, I mean Starbucks cup is red. That's the color of Satan, and this is Christmas time. Jesus Christ, they need to go back to the green cup. Jesus Christ! Right. But like I don't know. Is that real outrage or do they do that so that you pay attention to them? Are they paying the PR firms that are saying that that's outrageous? Like Whatever it is. I think you got a great question there. I think just in general, though, I mean, the biggest business in America right now is keeping people angry. Yeah. So. We're all riled up. I, and for what? You know what I mean? Like. For what? Fuck. We're all just like fucking racing to fucking drive ourselves crazy. We're just, we live the fucking shittiest lifestyles. We overwork. We eat bad food. We drink too much. We watch fucking shit news and shit TV. Critical thinking's done. Billionaires are going to fucking space. Yeah. 
So um, good luck to all the billionaires. Um, I hope your space <laughs> hope your space travels don't all end in fiery wrecks. Um, Do you think they can get the show in, up in Pluto or wherever they are? Dude, I want to send them all to fucking Mars anyways, so if they want to pay for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Go. Just go. They want to pay for it. Just, just go to fucking Mars, you fucking losers. See you later. You fucking squares. Anyways, the billionaires can go to Mars. The rest of you can go to the mall because you live in urban sprawl hell. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>